Morning, y'all. I'm Katie Kamen, and it's Monday, November 7th. On this date in 1940, a bridge in Washington state that had been nicknamed Galloping Gertie collapsed into the Puget Sound. The bridge earned the nickname for its rocking motion, but a windstorm proved too much for the bridge to handle. You can find that terrifying video of the bridge falling apart on YouTube. On this date in 1944, President Franklin D. Roosevelt made history. He won an unprecedented fourth term as president. He died, though, before completing that fourth term in April of 1945. And it was on this date in 2013, not that long ago, that shares of Twitter stock went on sale for the first time. By the closing bell, the social network was valued at $31 billion. The company just went private again after Elon Musk purchased it for $44 billion. Now let's head over to the Live 5 First Alert Weather Desk for your morning forecast. And good Monday morning to you. I'm meteorologist Joey Silvine. Starting out very warm this morning in the 60s to around 70 degrees. will be around 80 by lunchtime. A little patchy fog early and then all sunshine today. That will warm us up into the low 80s this afternoon. Now, first half of this week looks dry. Second half, a different story as we're watching a tropical system down towards the Bahamas that will head toward Florida. And then the leftovers of it heads our way later this week. Election day still dry, but cooler tomorrow down about 10 degrees. High around 72. Small chance of a shower late Wednesday. Then the best rain chance is going to come through with some breezy conditions and perhaps some coastal flooding Thursday into Friday. Getting out of here just in time for the weekend. You're listening to Morning Y'all, your local headlines and first alert weather forecast from the Low Country's news leader, Live 5 News. Morning Y'all is sponsored by MUSC Health. Join a team that's changing what's possible. MUSC Health is hiring for all locations and various positions, including radiology, path and lab, maintenance, and a number of other professions. Find out more about the competitive pay rates and benefits or review a more comprehensive list of current openings at muschealth.org slash careers. MUSC Health, changing what's possible. Now for your Monday headlines. Election Day is tomorrow and multiple groups around the Lowcountry and beyond want to help make sure you get to the polls. Yeah, our Molly McBride joining us right here at the desk. Now, Molly, tell us for people that need the transportation to the polls, what do they need to know? Katie, Aisha, there are multiple groups around the Lowcountry that want to lend a hand to help you get to the polls on Election Day. The South Carolina Coalition for Voter Participation will provide free, nonpartisan transportation for Election Day tomorrow. According to their press release, transportation efforts begin at 7.30 in the morning until 5 for Berkeley, Charleston, Colleton, Dorchester, Georgetown, Orangeburg, and Williamsburg counties. To schedule a ride, you can call 843-225-0822. We also have that number listed on our website under this web story. CARTA is also offering free rides and system-wide to and from the polls tomorrow, riders just have to let their driver know they're headed to the polls. Now on to some discount codes. You can get 50% off a ride to the polls on election day for up to $10. Enter code VOTE22 in your Lyft app. And similarly, Lime Scooters is offering free rides to polling locations using the code LIME to the polls 2022. 
As of November 1st, over 489,000 South Carolinians have already cast their votes. That's according to the South Carolina Elections Commissions. For more information about these free and discounted offers, visit live5news.com and click on this web story. In the studio, I'm Molly McBride. All right, thanks, Molly. Well, candidates are making their final push today in the governor's race. Democratic nominee Joe Cunningham will make a stop here in the Low Country today, and his he and his running mate Tally Casey will speak to supporters at the Music Farm on Ann Street in Charleston this evening. We're told that uh, they'll be joined by several Low Country Democratic candidates and elected officials. Today's event it runs from 5:30 p.m. to 7 p.m. Now, meanwhile, Governor Henry McMahon. Master was in the Low Country over the weekend. His reelection campaign tour made a stop at the Dorchester County GOP office in Somerville on Sunday. McMaster will also be traveling across the state, making his last couple of stops in his bus tour. It'll come to Seneca, Greenville, and Lexington today. All right, thank you so much, Nick. And make sure you tune in right here on Live 5 News tomorrow morning starting at 4.30. We'll have team coverage all day long covering races all across the Lowcountry. Now that coverage will be across all of our platforms. It's going to stream free on demand on the Live 5 Plus app for Roku, Fire TV, and Apple TV, as well as, of course, right here on Live 5 News. Now, of course, Election Day is tomorrow, but already more than 40 million Americans have cast early ballots. Still, President Biden and three former presidents spent the weekend crisscrossing the country to drive voter turnout for their party. Yeah, meanwhile, the candidates are in the final sprints in their districts while clashing on major issues driving this year's midterms. Skylar Henry has more from Capitol Hill. Over the weekend, four U.S. presidents hit the campaign trail. A day after President Biden and former President Barack Obama made a joint push for Pennsylvania's Democrats, Mr. Biden went to New York. This election isn't a referendum, it's a choice. It's a choice between two fundamentally different visions of America. Former President Donald Trump also went to Pennsylvania Saturday, then to Florida on Sunday. You need to vote every Democrat out of office and vote for Republicans up and down the ballot. While former President Bill Clinton was in Nevada. Everything I worked for all my life is on the line now. History in the midterms typically favors the party that's not currently in control of the presidency. As candidates make their final push, they're trying to motivate voters through a series of key hot-button issues, like crime. What we're here talking about in the need to fight crime shouldn't even be viewed as a Democrat versus Republican issue. We have to continue getting illegal guns out of the hands of people who hack to others. And inflation. Look at the economy. Right, look at the economy. They've destroyed it. I'm going to keep working on this issue to bring down costs. Threats to election officials and political violence remain a concern heading into tomorrow. A federal intelligence bulletin recently warned that domestic violent extremists across the ideological spectrum pose a heightened threat to the midterm and beyond Election Day, though there are no specific threats currently. Skyler Henry, CBS News, Capitol Hill. Now, in the latest incident, officials with Arizona Republican gubernatorial candidate Carrie Lake's campaign say a staffer opened an envelope containing a suspicious white powder. The FBI and Phoenix police have confirmed to CBS News that early yesterday they responded to reports of suspicious items located inside the mail at the campaign's office building. There are no reports of injuries and that investigation continues.
New this morning, one person is dead after a crash in Beaufort County. The South Carolina Highway Patrol says that crash happened around 11.45 last night. Troopers say a sedan hit a person riding a bike on Palmetto Parkway. That's about two miles west of Hilton Head Island. The 67-year-old bicyclist was hit from behind and died on the scene. The 60-year-old driver of the car was unharmed. This is a developing story. We'll bring you updates as they become available. The Charleston County Sheriff's Office says it's investigating two shootings that happened in the Adams Run area. According to the Sheriff's Office, deputies responded to the first shooting just before 1.30 yesterday on Jupiter Hill Road. Now they say witnesses told them that someone in a car opened fire before driving off. That gunfire hit two homes, but no one was injured. As deputies were investigating the shooting, they say they received reports of a second shooting. According to those deputies, the victim reported he was riding in a car on Highway 174 when he heard gunshots and was hit in the leg. Deputies say that victim said he had been at the location of that first shooting. He was taken to MUSC with non-life-threatening injuries. The sheriff's office has said that the shootings are believed to be related but have not made any arrests. A forum brought a panel of Lowcountry officials, politicians, and organizations together to address gun violence. Emily Johnson was at the forum and has more on what solutions panelists recommend. The first gun violence forum was hosted by the Tri-County Gun Violence Coordinating Council last night at Burke High School to address issues and solutions surrounding gun violence in the area. The panel answered questions from the public about what our area can do to reduce gun-related deaths. Members started by speaking about why the issue of gun violence is so important to them. The first question panelists were asked about gun violence was, is this who we are or who we are becoming? I believe that we um, are on a path, on a continuum, and uh, it, we're not going in the right direction. We're going in the wrong direction. Yes, we are. And, and I believe that if you look at um, the number of homicides, those numbers are very misleading. And each one of them has a story and a name behind it. And we need to put that story in that face on each one of those losses. Last night's gun violence forum was the first of several that the council is hosting. In Charleston, Emily Johnson, Live 5 News. A Charleston seafood restaurant has become the latest to announce plans to close. Nana Seafood in Seoul says it will close its Dorchester Road location November 20th after 12 years of business. The restaurant was established as a dedication to the memory of Elizabeth McNeil, who was called Nana by her daughter and grandson. The owners have not stated what led to that decision to close. Now, this is just the latest Lowcountry restaurant that has announced its closing. Caroline's Aloha Bar, Philly's and ladle soups in West Ashley all announced closings over the past few weeks. All of those restaurants have been open for 10 years or longer. Local Child Advocacy Center says there's a great need for some resources as child trafficking is becoming a greater threat to our community. The D. Norton Child Advocacy Center received a little more than $700,000 to fund their program. Lauren Quinlan joining us live now this morning with age range. What age range of children are at the highest risk of child trafficking? Good morning, Lauren. Good morning. Aisha, officials with Dean Norton say children aged 12 and up are at the highest risk and they want the community to know how to spot the signs. Dean Norton works with community agencies like social services and law enforcement to respond when child abuse happens. Dr. Carol Sweeke with the center says the grant was awarded by the Office for Victims of Crime and this is their third consecutive time receiving this grant. 
Sweetkey says for the last 15 years, they've been drawing more attention to the fact that trafficking is a severe form of child abuse, and now the Department of Social Services legally recognizes it as such. She says most of the funding will go towards staff expenses. This grant recognizes the large need in the Charleston area, and so it's funding a substantial portion of both of those positions, as well as some of our other staff that do things like interview children, um, that provide advocacy services for caregivers as well as, as the youth. So it really helps support our whole response. Child trafficking can happen to any youth in any neighborhood, and Sweeky wants adults to know how they can help. If you are a teacher or family member, for example, she recommends providing emotional support and safety to a child who might be experiencing abuse. To find more resources about Dean Norton's programs, just visit our website at live5news.com and click on this story. Reporting live in Charleston, Lauren Quinlan, Live 5 News. Celebrating birthdays today, singer Joni Mitchell is 79, Brady Bunch middle son Peter, actor Christopher Knight is 65, and documentary filmmaker Morgan Spurlock of Super Size Me turns 52. Thanks for starting your day with Morning Y'all, which of course is powered by Live 5 News. I'm Katie Kamen. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to Morning Y'all, produced every weekday morning and sponsored by MUSC Health. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts or listen anytime at live5news.com slash podcasts. And download the free Live 5 News app for your mobile device for the latest local news and weather updates 24-7 from Live 5 News, the Low Country's news leader.